Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kuninagel podcast series, Shipping Insights. I'm your host, Sarah Vollmer, Vice President of Global Sea Logistics Customer Engagement and Events at Kuninagel. You and I are about to embark on an exciting journey through the world of sea freight. I've been fortunate enough to have a front row seat to this industry's ups and downs over the past two decades. Now it's my pleasure to bring to you the latest developments, innovations, and solutions in this dynamic industry. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just curious about logistics, get ready for enlightening conversations and expert insights in our latest episode. Let's dive into the fascinating world of sea freight together and welcome our latest guest. And today we are talking about the way to zero emission. What is needed and how do we get there? And my special guest is Kai Miller. Kai, how are you? Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, Sarah. Many thanks for having me here. And um, as said, my name is Kai Miller. I'm based in Hamburg and working for Kühne and Nagel since five years, mainly on energy emission related topics. And we develop solutions in the area of low carbon fuels and new technologies to make our container transportation and the ocean-bound supply chain more environmentally friendly. Okay. Well, that's a lot. So how do we make it more environmentally friendly? We partner up uh, with our carrier partners in the utilization of uh, so-called low-carbon fuels and allocate the respective carbon savings to each individual container. Okay. Very cool. So low carbon fuels, is that biofuel that you're speaking of? Precisely. We um, utilize low carbon fuels, of course, complying with all the regulations set by the relevant regulators and can allocate the CO2 savings applying the so-called mass balance concept. Okay. So is biofuel brown grease? I think I've heard that terminology. Precisely. Brown grease is a next generation biofuel made from waste products. And it is basically uh, leftovers or used cooking oil, which is extracted from the sewer, refined and um, transferred into a usable fuel, which can be burned in a ship main engine. Oh, brown grease. I get it now. Thank you for that. (laughs) And I'm sure our listeners will thank you for that as well. So I've heard about a lot of different fuels that are that are out there. And I know we're going to get into talk a a little bit about that. But is this biofuel option? Is this really the most available option from a scale standpoint? For the time being, it is. There is a lot of restaurants and uh, potato chip factories where these brown uh, or these uh, used cooking oil can be collected or all the um, used cooking oils which are collected from the sewage is available at the moment. And the technology to refine it is increasing for the time being. There's a lot of other um, technologies currently under development, mainly in the um, spectrum of uh, ammonia, hydrogen, methanol, but as a drop-in solution for existing main engines and for the existing uh, feedstock, it is a currently available solution. Okay. 
So how far away, you know, are some of these other solutions? Like I, I haven't heard of an ammonia powered vessel yet, but is that, is it, is that like blue sky kind of ideas or is that actually something that people are working on right now? People are working on, if we come to ammonia, it is the first uh, main engines under development and uh, uh, tested by the known uh, engine manufacturers. It's a different picture with the methanol. There is mm -hmm. the first uh, ship orders out there, but at a limited scale. So it's only um, 12 ships which will be delivered in the next uh, couple of years. And for smaller ships, batteries are, for example, considered... Batteries. Even that. And all that is in a trial phase. But again, as a drop-in solution for existing main engines, biofuel is existing... The hydrogen technology um, is developing, but will not directly be used on board of a ship. There you use then the derivative, which is either ammonia or methanol. Very interesting. Okay. So in the last few years, I know some of our carrier partners are, have been using LNG. Is that still a factor? And, and by the way, if you can explain what LNG stands for, that would be great for our listeners. So LNG is liquefied natural gas, and that is still a fossil fuel. It only allows you to save 20% of CO2, so it is better than this bottom of the barrel, which was normally burned as in form of HFO or VLSFO fuels. And the horizon for that fossil fuel is that it will be synthetically produced. So either by the extraction of gases from landfills and um, the yeah, renewable production. So it will be renamed to liquefied renewable fuels. And then the technology, which is existing now with roughly 150 ships on the water, will be totally green compared to the 20% savings you have today. So with the vessels that are currently out there and powered by LNG, will they need to be retrofitted to this new version of it? Or will they be be able to operate in the same way they've, they have been operating? As just another form of gas will be burned during a sailing, no modification is needed. That is simply an improvement of the feedstock, i.e. of the gas, what at the current form is fossil, but it will turn to 100% um, renewable in the years to come. So the technology of the ships, the tanks, the main engine will be sufficient either for the conventional LNG or the renewable one. Okay. All right. Well, that's good because I know, you know, we're going to talk more about the book orders and, and whatnot. Um, and I think a lot of uh, shippers out there listening to this podcast really don't want to see more vessels going into dry dock if, if they can avoid, if it can be avoided. Right. So, Let's talk a little bit now about what does Kunanagal offer when it comes to this? I mean, there's such great information you've already shared in terms of the fuels and the brown grease. I, I think I'm going to keep saying brown grease now um, of, of biofuel. Now I know where the brown came from. Um, so what, what do we offer? As you said, um, the brown grease is our blockbuster product at the moment because it is available uh, as we speak and it can be consumed from Many, many, many ships which are in the water at the moment. We also support the um, usage of 
LNG because 20% CO2 saving are better than nothing. And in the years to come, we will also support the utilization of all the other low carbon fuels, which will be implemented into the market. We see our role in giving our shipper uh, partners and clients a choice and a pricing uh, indication for the respective form of energy they prefer and which is available. Okay, interesting. So Kai, does the Sea Explorer tool track the use of fuel and the emissions? So it's a good question, Sarah. Sea Explorer is a visibility tool for our clients and amongst an alert function and information on lead time and uh, reliability of different ocean services, it is also showing you the CO2 emissions per service. And if you dig even deeper on a vessel level, you see what mode of propulsion a specific ship is utilizing on a specific service. So is it using a scrubber? Does it burn biofuels, LNG, ammonia or hydrogen? All that is displayed at Sea Explorer and it is even improved further and will reflect the specific CII ratings and regulatory uh, KPIs going forward. Okay. So Kai, tell me, what is CII? The CII is a carbon intensity indicator, which is introduced by the IMO, the International Maritime Organization, which is a global regulator of the maritime industry. Okay, very good. So let's circle back around to that order book. And, and when I say order book, for those that are out there, we're talking about the number of vessels that a carrier has on order, right? So how many ships are being built for them? So can you give us an idea of the landscape right now in terms of what the carriers have out there regarding the, the renewables, right? There's a quite high amount of new container vessels on order. Some of them are preliminarily um, equipped with conventional main engines. And if we focus here now on the environmental solutions, you can estimate that roughly 150 to 160 of these ships will be delivered with uh, so-called dual fuel engines, meaning that you can burn several kinds of fuel, either gas or uh, conventional fuel. The first methanol orders is 12 ships. Ammonia is uh, in a test phase, so that is only a handful. And uh, for the batteries, it's uh, even less. And we only talk the smallest ships there. That is um, in an academic stage or proof of concept stage. So at the moment, it's fair to say a feasible solution is the utilization of LNG or biofuel. Okay. All right. So... Why are we doing all this? You know, why are we going through all of these hoops and, and the, the carriers are, are making these changes and, and really these investments, right? At the end of the day, how come? Why are we all, what's the, what's the end game here? From our perspective, we have all a common goal that is getting the global warming um, below one and a half degrees. That is a joint effort. We strongly believe we can reach in partnership and Besides that, also the regulatory landscape is, uh, landscape is uh, changing, meaning the IMO, that is the International Maritime Organization as the global shipping uh, regulator, is coming up with binding regulations and also the EU 
is coming up with a price on CO2. Okay, so binding, define binding. I know what I think of when I hear binding. If we stay at a global scale, the IMO regulation is the implementation of a so-called carbon intensity indicator per ship that brings every ship in a bandwidth from A to E, and each vessel has to achieve a C rating or better in the years to come. If that rating is missed, some technical improvements have to be carried out. And on top of that, a yearly reduction of the CO2 emissions has to happen that can be achieved by either the utilization of different fuels or simply slower the steaming. Okay, so there's a couple ways. I mean, could there be fines for this? I mean, if you if you miss... The IMO will police uh, the regulation that will be then executed by the port state control, which is in the end uh, the relevant uh, organization in each, uh, uh, each port these vessels are calling. And the fines are to be defined yet, but we expect it in the same area like it was uh, done when the low sulfur cap kicked in in 2020. Okay. All right. So definitely something that everyone really needs to be aware of here um, that's coming down the pike. So, you know, I think with that, that naturally leads to one of my favorite last questions on our podcast, which is, I'll usually make fun and I'll say, well, what does Kai's crystal ball have to say? So what is, what is the future outlook? What's, what else is going to happen here? So it is um, a crystal ball and also a wish that um, the ocean transportation is getting even greener as it is today. We would like to support our clients as well as our carrier partners in the implementation of new technologies. We strongly believe that transparency is a key element in it. Collaboration is a key element. So pricing of the low carbon fuels will be different from each feedstock or technology which is preferred. And we are more than happy to um, show the different options and uh, hope that we can attract uh, the attention of a lot of shippers to choose uh, the one or the other. And in uh, 20 to 30 years, we will have reached the common goals of the IMO to reduce the carbon emissions of the industry at a significant scale. Okay. So what would be your piece of advice to give to the shippers out there right now if you, if you wanted to give them a piece of advice? So our advice is um, to analyze your supply chains, look into the Explorer, evaluate your different options. There is initial instant savings to be uh, utilized if time allows. And otherwise, we have options to neutralize your emissions either by the use of biofuel or even by offsetting what is available um, as a standard product at Kühne and Nagel. Well, there you have it. I think that's a very, very great conclusion that we just did. You did. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our latest podcast episode, The Way to Zero Emission. Thank you again, Kai Miller. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I hope, I hope you didn't feel like you were in the hot seat too much here today. Many thanks uh, for the kind invitation. And... Um, the topic is uh, constantly developed from our end, and uh, our aim is to bring you the best solution and uh, in a transparent way. And it will be exciting times for the years to come. Once again, many thanks for having me here. Absolutely. It's been our pleasure. 
Everyone out there, please be sure to follow us on LinkedIn and stay tuned for our next podcast episode. See you soon.